Hello, I'm Nicola Foley and this is the Let's Talk About podcast. This final interview is with Hugo Mayonel, a farmer with ADHD whose two sons have also been diagnosed. I spoke to Hugo to see if getting a diagnosis himself had changed his attitude towards his children. I'm going to say first of all thank you for doing this because it's like really kind yeah. of you. So could you please tell me your name and your profession? My name is Hugo Menel and profession is farmer. Okay, thank you. Now could you explain your association with ADHD and all of its genres you've got going on there? I've had it all my days. We got diagnosed with a condition called the George syndrome. Up until three years ago, I didn't really have an inkling about ADHD. So um, I got diagnosed with ADHD, combined ADHD. It's been a very interesting learning curve. I've learned more in the last three years than I have in my last 50 years, you know, right. kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, makes total sense. So you mentioned to me earlier that your children have it. So did did you know about it before? We did. We did. Um, we had an issue, well, both sons. Um, the first son was okay when he was born, but we were a bit worried about number two son, the one with autism. Um, so we need to get him checked out, and we got referred to a geneticist in Perth, PRI. Um, called Dr. Jonathan Burke, who was brilliant, and he actually highlighted the fact that we did have the George, which we didn't really know about up until then. So my parents didn't really have an inkling about, you know, the way we were and that kind of thing. And it was really, you know, my wife was persistent on finding out what the issue was. Um, so then, you know, we got diagnosed and we got confirmed that we had the George. Right. Um, so which is quite rare, one in 4,000 people get it. And yes, yeah, so from then on, we were able to react to whatever you know, came our way. So, you know, in due course, you got diagnosed with autism as well. And the last child we had, we got offered IVF uh, for that one to rule out the possibilities of spreading the gene even further. Because um, there's a gene stroke chromosome issue, and it unfortunately comes down the male line. But yeah, so that's, that's my association with it. And But like I say, what I've learned in the last three years has been mind-blowing. So, um, like, retrospectively then, how, how do you think ADHD has affected your life or, like, every condition that you've got going oh, on? Oh, mass- I would say massively. Yeah, massively. In um, a positive because- or negative way or both? Both. Right. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have changed what I've done. And I, I, um, well, part of me, half of me says I would have changed, but half of me says I wouldn't have changed. You know, left hand doesn't know what right hand is doing. Um, negative, uh, if I start with worst case scenarios, negative wise, um, it did have an impact on my relationship with my wife because um, she had to deal with the boys and stuff like that. But then she often felt that I, I was a, another sort of child, so to speak, you know, because I never thought, you know, I was, um, I wouldn't say sort of forgetful, um, but I just didn't do things in the normal conventional way. And yeah, uh, but positive wise, you know, I never sat still. I was always on the go, always doing stuff. Um, but looking back now, yeah, I realise all my mistakes and stuff like that. You know, you can't you can't change the clock. Unfortunately, you have to move forward. Yeah, and learn from it. And I think as well. So does that, the way you're speaking about it means that you since you found out you had it, I've changed your behaviour somehow? Because when you're saying about your wife, yeah. she felt like she had another child and now you're speaking like she doesn't. Well, yeah, I think it's changed my perception on, on it. It's making me think more things through. 
right. more thoroughly. Um, it's making me... I would never say I was never organised or anything like that. I was, you know, I would say I've, I've, I've got a mild case of ADHD. I wouldn't say I'm hyperactive or anything like that. Um, although I work 18 hours a day. Um, but it's very, very interesting because it just makes you think a lot more. You know, having the knowledge is, is having the power. Yeah. And having the power just sort of makes you reflect on your past and your past mistakes and, and just how you can improve on them to get um, a more rounded quality of life, I guess. So where, where do you stand personally on like telling your children then? Because I know a lot of parents don't want their children to know until they feel they're old enough to understand it. Well, I think we've always, you know, because we've always had issues with immunology and all that kind of thing, uh, we've always been open with them. Um, we've always told them that, you know, you've got issues. My eldest son, for example, had uh, one kidney bigger than the other kidney at birth. Um, so they put dye in, um, which basically frizzled that, uh, the smaller kidney up. So he is only on one kidney. So he has to have quite regular checkups and work kind of thing with endocrine. And I suffer from calcium deficiency and stuff like that. And I know if I know that, um, I don't take my medicine every day, um, then I feel it, you right. know. Um, but then, equally, I'm trying to install that into my eldest boy and make sure he gets a message on that one. So we've kind of been as open as we can. It's highly frustrating at times, definitely. Hygiene is not a strong point um, at all. Teeth brushing. Yeah, it's a battle and a half to get him into the shower, even brushing his teeth. Um, but. We've always tried to be open, and we've got this single basis for Louis because he's got no spatial awareness. You know, yeah, openness is, is, is the best way. And like I say, I wish I'd known what I know now 10, 15 years ago would have made life a lot easier. Okay, well, bearing that in mind then, as my whole premise of this interview is based on misunderstanding and stigma, it's okay for us to be honest with our children and to make them realise it's okay to have this and there's ways to manage this. Yeah. But the way society sees it, I feel, is quite detrimental. And therefore, Absolutely. I think that's why some well, people I... don't admit they've got it and that's why nobody's talking about it and that's why it's not on mainstream TV, I think. Exactly. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, if I give you an example of, from my perspective anyway, um, I was in employment for about 20 years. Um, I was working for a big green motion and I stopped years ago to concentrate on the farm. But I, you know, back then, I, that was when I didn't even know I had ADHD. You know, I, um, but if I'd known that, I would have been a lot more vocal about the issue with HR and, and my music managers because we we operate in a totally different way. You know, and there's, you know, the stigma, you know, if you don't know you've got it, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Would you have been um, worried, you know, though, about got... any repercussions from that? Would that not have entered your head? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my life, oh, I got discriminated against because I was, you know, partly a couple were being deaf as well. I was asking for one particular uh, device for a landline phone to amplify the sound. And I got discriminated against because they felt that I was asking for something which other people could be asking. You know, stupid little things like that. And not taking the time to spend there was no empathy yeah uh, you know empathy is a key word um and there was just no 
you know, we all operate differently. Every human is different. If you've got issues, people should be a little bit more sympathetic, even if it is, uh, you know, not as vocalised as autism. People need to understand their medical history and, and that kind of thing and actually appreciate what the strengths are that these characters have. Why do you think people don't understand and try and understand? And Because up until the pandemic, I guess, um, life was too fast. You know, life was buzzing along at 150 miles an hour. And if you were um, stuck in a rut with your own issues, you were left behind or right. lagging behind. I mean, that's kind of what I felt. And it's given people time to reflect on mental health and awareness and all those sorts of issues. ADHD, I do feel, is a paramount to this because the, the ratio of people who've got it is much lower than the George. You know, I say one in 4,000 for the George. I don't know what it is for ADHD, but you think of the prison service, you think of, you know, kids in school. Back, back in the day, it used to be on the naughty stuff because you're, you're, you're hyperactive. And I never thought anything more of it. You know, nowadays, people are more in tune with it. But when you're an adult, that's a different ballgame altogether because adults often don't want to admit they've got an issue. Yeah. They hide it, they disguise yeah. it and stuff like that and they try and do the best they can. But it's, in my opinion, it's better to be honest about it and just say, listen, I'm struggling or I need, you know, I need some assistance. Yeah, yeah, and 100% agree. Don't understand, yeah. Uh, and I, I think employers need to be a little, a little bit more sympathetic. You put a person in the right environment and actually work with them to get the best results, you'll get a far better end result. Yeah, because people with ADHD are quite loyal and hardworking, like you say. Oh, yeah. You know, they'll give yeah. you everything they've got. You've just got to kind of help them do that. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's you know, that's the message that I would like to get out there. Okay, so how, Sorry, do you, uh, how do you think we can change perceptions of ADHD? It's not going to happen overnight, um, that is for sure. But I think, it, you know, they all talk about mental health and awareness to mental health, okay? But they don't talk about specific... You know, sorry, it's an, are you feeling all right to your next-door neighbour? Yeah, they, they need to vocalise the issues yeah. a lot more. I mean, one of um, the things I, I would love to be able to do is get more support counselling for adults with ADHD. If you've got children with it as well and you're struggling as a parent to deal with your children, then it's going to be even harder for you as an adult to, A, even find out if you've got it and well, then, B, trying to deal with it. Exactly, exactly, 100%. It's very difficult for an adult. You know, for for from a twenty twenty five year old up till whenever, yeah. I mean, you're, you're kind of forgotten. That's yeah. it. Bye bye. You know, catch you later. I think you that's know, the only um, similarity with autism, isn't it? That that's the same thing. As soon as you hit that adult stage, children. If you get if you get a label early doors, you are on a much more straightforward course because you know that's out there, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't take medication for my ADHD. Um, because I feel that I'm self-teaching myself to understand it more and it just take more time. Luckily, I'm not hyperactive, you know. Um, so, you know, well, my wife might think differently, but you know, that's a different story. But I feel there's a lot of ethics in, in the line of thought of um, nature and stuff, and I love what I do, you know, and I find that calming. You know, it's all about the calming, relative calming, create you know creation of a calming environment really for adults but how you um get the message out there that 
you know, it's a very difficult one. I really, you know, that's what I'm trying to work on at the moment. But education is a key going forward. Yeah, 100% yeah, agree with that. Kids with ADHD and adults, young adults with ADHD love being outside and love kind of jobs where they can be given a task and then complete the task there and then and it's not something that takes... They get a reward as well. Yeah, reward get the reward it. for it. Yeah, totally. And also it's just that you're like a massive role model because you are somebody positively dealing with ADHD. You've got like all these conditions, but you're still achieving in life. And I think that's hugely important for them to see because so often it's people that are yeah, failing in life or people that are in yeah. prison or, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's, it's also, um, yeah, it's looking after the carers of these guys as well. Um, that's where I'm a firm believer in that as well. So it's giving parents a bit of a respite. I think that's actually yeah, why, that's why the ADHD group in Perth is so unique because I've been to so many support groups with all the various conditions my son has because he's got Tourette's and all sorts. And I think none of the other groups actually support the parents in the way that Perth ADHD does, which is so short-sighted. Yeah, I think, I think more needs to be done for parents. One of the things which I w- I'm really wanting to achieve, both for kids and both for adults as well, is get a, um, an app, a really cool app for the phone, um, which... I, again, I don't know, you know, the idea is that, but getting it from A to B is different. But it's making it more user-friendly so that they can write notes down and they flash back up, you know, so they don't forget. Yeah. Take notes, do this, do that, that kind of thing. Um, very simplistic, but I think more needs to be done for that. You know, when you're in the workplace, it's just, you know, and even HR, getting HR to tune into the app as well. Yeah. And say, do not forget your meeting, uh, you know, whatever, because you know what it's like. You know, we tend to forget. Well, we don't always forget, but you know, a lot of people <laughs> Most forget. Of the time. <laughs> but if you if you had an app, which I'm thinking of where I used to work, um, you do remember you've got a meeting. You do remember you've been seeing this guy and that kind of thing. And we want a monthly report, that kind of thing. It would be a massive bonus. I think that's maybe why it gets harder for adults with ADHD as well, because as a child, mm-hmm. you've hopefully got parents doing that for you. And then the second that support's gone, it all goes to pot a little bit as an adult because you yeah, can't pay exactly. your bills and you can't do all that stuff because you literally forget. Children are one thing, but adults are, are another thing and more support needs to be done for adults who function normally but run families and stuff like that. More needs to be done on that, I guess. Definitely. Yeah, I think they do need more support. Even just parents that don't have the condition themselves but are supporting children could use yes, a bit exactly. more support. I think I think professionals probably need to get on board a little bit as well because like you ha- you seem to have had a really good sort of person at the hospital that diagnosed you but I think some parents have a fight for that and have a fight for kind of just finding somebody that will well, acknowledge I went, I, went pri- I, I went privately right in the end because I couldn't get an NHS but because of my condition the psychiatrist at the NHS now uh, are less inclined to get off of me medication because of um, I've had open heart surgery and I don't want any conflict and stuff like that and I actually find I'm quite cool with that in a way because well, having learned what I've learned, um, it's made me appreciate that if I do feel myself getting stressed, I just kind of can't tend and just sit back and think it's not in the world if it doesn't get done. There's my post, man. <laughs> On which note, we'll probably <laughs> like leave it there if that's okay with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no worries. Well, Thank you so much. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. This podcast was brought to you by Nicola Foley and Buzzsprout. Music and sound effects from Zapsplat and Adobe. Poem by Jean Willis, read by Zoe Bailey and Ivo DeMeyer. Thank you to my guests, MSP Daniel Johnson, Dr. Tony Lloyd, Lorna Fotheringham and Hugo Maynell.